when she told me you need to join the entrepreneurship school, I was like, that makes sense. So I had friends, I made friends, amazing people. So her family is my family. Every time you see me in Colorado, just know I'm with that family. <laughs> yeah. You are. So you really found uh, a community and people to support you along this journey, uh, especially, you know, before your partner joined you. Yeah. You know? So apart from that, eh? Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to a young woman who's in a similar situation oh, as you were almost five, six years ago? First mm -hmm. of all, you know, you talked about wanting to have children, but you've been waiting. Then yeah. you get pregnant. Then yeah. you need to make that decision. Then you finally go. I mean, all this, all these are different. Like these are really big life decisions, you know? Yeah. So, and obviously you're torn apart. There's for trusting your dream. There's also wondering about your marriage. There's also wondering about your pregnancy. Like there's a lot of, there are more unknowns than knowns at this point in your life. But you know, what is that, what, what is that advice you could give to a young lady who's going through similar transitions? My <laughs> advice to any young lady out there trying to, you know, make big decisions. I'll give you the advice that my mom gave us as young ladies trying to grow up. She said, in, for every lady at whatever level you're at, the only asset you have is what's in your brain, i.e. your education. Mm -hmm. Because this life is so dynamic, things can happen. The person you've been trusting so much or whatever situation you're in, can be taken away or can go away or can you can be in very big disappointment yeah. but one thing you will not lose is what's in your brain mm -hmm. so for any lady out there if an opportunity comes take it however hard it is take it what you have to do is create a situation that is convenient for your partner if you're married because I know of so many scholarships that allow people to have their families with them, mm. or their scholarships that can um, let you travel back and forth if you really oh. want to travel. Um, but there should be something, there should be a way to make you able to take that opportunity. Do not give away an opportunity. If a challenge comes and you think you can take it on, take it on. Yeah, but just know the only thing you have, the only asset you have is what's in your head. <laughs> That's it. So for me, that is why I can't let an opportunity go because I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know. But I know I can always start from scratch anywhere. Right now, I can start from scratch anywhere in the world. Yeah. And perhaps I don't do that. It's also important to communicate and communicate yes. clearly. Yes. with your partner, with your parents, with your in-laws, because if you just approach yourself and go and, I don't know, something backfires, <laughs> you no, have a lot of explaining to do. I think you're, you're, as long as your husband or whatever, your spouse endorses your decision, just don't listen to any other advice. 
And if he says no, try to understand why he is saying no. Is it in good faith? Is it in, I mean, even if he said, stay home, I'll take care of you. I don't listen to that. <laughs> I think the generation of stay home, I'll take care of you doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't cut it anymore. So try to understand why he's maybe, uh, he's not buying your idea at the moment and explain why it makes sense to you and why it is best for your family because you need to put your family first and then think about them, how they can mm -hmm. join you in whatever decision you're making and then move on. Because for me, what was very important for me is having us together. Yeah. Because I know together we can do anything. We can conquer this world together. Yeah. And also, Liz, why I really decided, like, why it was so important for me to travel pregnant, I knew, a, I mean, a PhD is five, four, five years. There was no way I was having a baby, leave my baby in Uganda and be in a foreign country. No. You'll never rest. I would never rest. You'll never so rest. This decision is hard, but in the long run, it's the best. That is yeah. very true. That is very, very true. Yeah. Mm. So, I guess, I don't know, after how long did jo Joel uh, join you? Let me see. I was, by 1st August 2016, I was here. And he was here in May. Those are how many? 2017, May? Yes. This is a, nine. Th that's a few months, eh? Like nine months. Nine months, eh? Ah, okay. All right. So he finally joined you and, you know, so I don't know. Uh, yes, we've talked about, you know, where it, where it all started, where you got the hunger to go. Then you waited, then it eventually happened, but you were pregnant, but then you decided to go. So, you know, you found a community, even, should I say, random people who decided mm -hmm. they wanted to take you under their wing. Uh, your advisor was very helpful, all these things. But then somewhere along the way, you decided to change career paths. Again, another, <laughs> another huge life decision. Yeah. What led to that? Like, you know, what led to that? What is it that you're like, you know what? Uh, I think it's time I made some career moves. Um... You know, I told you I'm a traditional lady, right? <laughs> Marry to expound on that for those who don't understand. Like, okay, the man is here and I'm like there, even if I'm struggling to come up and catch him, but I can't because he's the man, like something like that. So first of all, because I started the program before him, mm -hmm. I was sure that I was going to finish before, before him. That part worried me. Oh, really? Why did it worry you? Why me? Because I've never wanted to be like, okay, I made the big move to come here. Yeah. And then I finished school, probably I find a job somewhere. And again, he has to look for me. Uh, you would move <laughs> again together? <laughs> Wouldn't that be an option? <laughs> it's more like, um, I made a decision to move. Let me first explain why I made a decision to change my program. Mm -hmm. Okay. I came here as a PhD student majoring in fashion and design. But I accepted that the country that I, I am in right now is like advanced, right? 
me coming from a developing country and planting myself in America where they have seasons and season seasons I'm seeing for the first time, fall clothing, summer, winter, autumn, what? I mean, like my fashion, there was no way it was aligning. That was one core hard fact. Mm. And then I realized like, the fashion that I wanted to learn, the actual sewing and designing, yes, that happens in New York for the high end, but most of the production of fashion is actually happening in China, Indonesia, Taiwan. That is very true. So the fashion school I came to, well, people are just, the few undergrads who are really going into the fashion and designing, but at my level, PhD level, we are being trained to be researchers. So there was no new skill in my fashion skill that I was really learning. Mm. Yeah, there was no sewing, there was no drawing and sketching. No, it was reading papers, reading like, let's say, um, production, like what's missing? What can we improve? Like stuff like that. Things to do with how do we improve sustainability of fashion and all these things. So for me, joining the program, it was not really Aligning with you. Yeah. I so I, I lost interest. And then, as maybe some people, one or two will see this video and they saw me presenting a banana project. Yes, I remember that thing. As because, like, this girl is going places. <laughs> that was a very lucrative project. Everyone believed in that project, right? Even me, I was like, because I, I remember there was, uh, I think NTV was doing something similar on West. We yeah. have a lot of waste of bananas. And I'm like, I think this girl is, you know, in the right place at the right time. And you did that presentation. I was like, mm, this makes a lot of sense. It's very applicable and all. Yeah. Then but what happened? You know what? I mean, you, 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 you are an academician. You understand, like, the technology and the chemistry that goes into making a fiber a fabric there is a lot in between there yeah there is a lot of chemistry that is in between there mm. please they told me with this project you need to go down into the chemistry lab analyze these fibers test chemicals things you stopped like six years ago yes i'm like joyce i'm a mother i don't want to be in the lab i see chemistry students here i'm like mm-mm this is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, when the whole chemistry came in, I was like, no, no, I'm not going to write my dissertation on this, and then I just can't do it. Anything. So I still, I had met a friend. She's American. She was doing her PhD. So I'm like, she was actually like in her 40s. Show me, Joyce. No, if you don't, this American system is very flexible. You can change your career like at any point. And she encouraged me, you know what? I'm in agriculture, but I studied with lawyers. I studied with, like, you can do anything at any particular time. So she really encouraged me. She's like, you know what? The best thing you can ever join on this campus is business school. And I told her, tell me about business school. Of course, she told me business is, is business. Here, business is. Yeah. And then the she economy. Told, yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then you told me because you're international students, you can, you're very flexible. You can easily find work anywhere. You don't have to be like, oh, I have this fashion school I mean, degree and I have to be in New York. I have to be specifically in like, you know, 
with business, you can be anywhere. anywhere. I think it's a good decision for you. Even when your husband is done and he's somewhere, you can always find work. Forever. Yeah. So it kind of made sense to me. And with my fashion business, my mom making businesses were like entrepreneurs in a way. My brother has a business. Everyone at home, I think, has a business. <laughs> You're hustlers. <laughs> when she told me, you need to join the entrepreneurship school, I was like, that makes sense. That makes because sense. When I, when I came in 2014, I had actually interacted with some of these professors. They came in to train us on how to run businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of made sense. So I was like, okay, now I need to do this over again, Liz. It was painful, but I always make the hard decisions. <laughs> I had to do that GRE. You know that GRE, those standardized yeah, tests? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had done GRE coming in, but for business school, you must do GMAT. I had to do that GMAT. Um, did that, reapplied, and then they told me, you know what, because you're coming in from another program, you need to kind of get the masters and get the feel of business school, the principles and all. Going back. Going back. Please, I went back painfully. I went back. I did my MBA in one and a half years, three semesters. Nice. <laughs> I, yeah. And that time I was pregnant again. Please. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I was pregnant again. But anyway, that time my mom was here. My husband so was. So it was a little bit easier. easier. Yeah. Mm. I did the MBA and immediately the next, the following fall, I got into the PhD program. So the my transition was painful, but it made sense because I wasn't really um, fulfilled where I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I feel like I'm in the best department ever. Yeah. So I think that's a very important thing because sometimes you make a plan and you realize ah, this plan is not going to work for me. You yeah. Know? Sometimes, because for you, I know you've always loved fashion. And I remember when you told me you changed to economics business, I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> how, how do that two connect? But uh, given the background that you talked about, you've gone around entrepreneurs, you have seen business, you've started businesses, some have worked, some haven't worked, you've seen your mother. So perhaps that eventually also sort of made sense for you. And uh, you say now you're fulfilled and you're happy with the decision that you made. So what I think I, you know, I kind of get from this is the fact that sometimes we have to give ourselves time to rethink our lives. That's you know, and be like, okay, what are my options? Where yeah. am I going? This yeah. thing is going to take me like what five steps, five steps back. But perhaps if I continue with what I where I am now, I might have to go back another twenty steps back in like five years time. Eh? So, yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I hope someone who's listening can you know have the courage to rethink yeah. their lives. You know, like just when I, I was thinking about like the Ugandan system and like the whole way it is structured, like sometimes students may go into a program probably because either my parents want me to do this or the government gave it to me for free and I must do it. 
Yeah. You know, there are all different reasons why people go into different programs or different career fields. But I, I encourage people to do, I mean, if the conditions are letting you do this program because it's free on government, or your parents are saying, do this. I think you can do it. Yeah. But after school, I mean, 23 years, 24 when people graduate, you're still young. Have a, your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, I think you need to really focus on what you think you want to do in 10, 20 years. Like, what is that thing that you think you can do for a very long time and never get tired of it? Mm-hmm. If you discover that, there is always a way to tie whatever you're trying to accomplish, like your passion into what you already have. There is always a field mix. So I think people just need to discover what they what they are passionate about. And then, yeah. And I think also, as you said, as your mother says, what you have is in your head. I think there's no part of education that is wasted. You learn a thing or two that will, that will, um, what is it called, tie into whatever yeah. else that you will be doing. So I don't know. As we said, this 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 can be really tough car- career turns. I mean, you move from one spectrum to the other spectrum, like you know things how that I- are unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> they ask me, eh, Joyce, oh, married in And you're like, I'm still going. <laughs> I'm still going and I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> because, um, anyway, what really consoles, I don't want to like condescend anyone back home. But even us, I mean, I'm a student. I'm not in an office and earning a lot of money, but I know I am much comfortable, but like better than so many people back home. I know it. I know it. So that keeps me going. I'm like, where would you be if you were home? Like, okay, would you? I mean, it keeps me going. Of like, don't don't say, okay, five years here being in school is too long. No, what are your friends doing? All people tell me, Joyce, find us opportunities to come. So I'm just living this moment. I mean, no, it's a transition life. Like I'm just in transition. So I'm just being patient with my process until I'm done. Hopefully in a year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I've given myself time. And I think, well, for me, uh, you just said something and I just thought to myself, when it comes to some things, I'm not really very patient. Eh? Like, if, I, like, if I've started something and, like, I have a vision for it and I've started on the process, I wanted to, I wanted to see, to see the end, the end, the fruits there and then, but um, I've also learned it stuff. <laughs> Like you can't just start and you have to live in the moment. You have to breathe. You have to give yourself time. You have to, you know, because I think just like you people ask me, hey, you're still studying. I'm like, yeah, I am still. What are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, I'm doing things that I actually like right now. They're like, so you're doing because, you know, like, when I came, of course, I was like, I'm going to do civil engineering, of course, and I want to do design and blah, blah, blah. But as an individual, I think also from the systems, as you said, our systems back home are very, what's the word? They're not flexible. Mm, you know, it's kind of like 
if you are a doctor, you are a doctor. Yeah. Mm? People don't really expect you to wake up one morning and say, you know what, eh? I think, me, I think now I want to go do farming. People yeah. will not understand that. These days, I think people are becoming more and more flexible. But the, edu the overall education system is such that it's very, you know. So for me, even like some of my mentors that people I've worked with, they, they, they still think of me as a person who wants to do designing of roads and stuff. But that is not the thing that vibes with me, you know. And no longer, I think back in the day, because that's what was available, and yeah. I could do it, mm. you know, but it wasn't really, really what. Because I was always like, there's something I want to do, but I don't know what. Something I want to do, but <laughs> I don't know what, you know. You know, you are doing something, but there's a, there's a gap. But because you don't see, when you look around you, you don't see what can fill that gap. So you just go with what's there. So for me, when... When I when I came here and I did my master's program, slowly I started feeling the gap being closed, and I realized, ah, this is what I want to do. So when I tell people I'm into, I want to do things to do with policy, research, advocacy, they're like, how is that connected to the things you studied? But I'm like, it's the same thing. It's a good background to start from and get here, like you can change you know you are allowed to change <laughs> and i think from like the previous episodes with the other ladies uh the ones who are working in other african countries they tell you that when you move to a different country you're allowed to become a different person because no one yeah. is judging you and no one is putting you in any box no one, there are no expectations of you you know right. and even change your religion if you want to <laughs> and your tribe <laughs> Wrapping mm -hmm. up, um, these career changes, what would be the advice you'd give to someone who's torn apart? Perhaps the things they want to do, their spouse doesn't understand, their parents don't understand, but they're, you know, they feel like they need to take that change. As you said, you might be worried about, I've done all this for like six years, I'm being asked to go back four years. There's a lot of things that happen in career changes. What would be your advice to someone like that? I think, I don't know if I've just become selfish. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I don't care as long as uh, what I'm doing is legal and legitimate. I really don't care. Mm -hmm. What matters to me most is, as you said, you had a void that you, that you feel is I mean, fulfilled right now. Mm -hmm. I think you just don't care about what people think. People always have a reaction to everything that you choose to do. Whether mm -hmm. positive or negative, someone will be reacting to your decision. So the most important thing for you is to listen to your inner self. What makes you happy and what do you think? This decision will take you to a, a point closer to your goal. I think... For me, that is the most important thing. If I know that people who matter to me, for any person, identify the one, two key people in your life. And this shouldn't be like, oh, my parents don't want me to do this. No, because the people I think we're talking to right now are in our age brackets. Yeah. They're probably having a family. They are dating someone in that situation. 
make sure your closest, I mean, friend you're dating or your spouse is at the same um, understanding like you are in your decision. As long as that one person you cares about agrees with your decision, just don't listen. Keep moving. Seriously, seriously. Because at first, you know, like for me, my my family, my bigger family, like my brothers and sisters, were not really understanding what I'm doing. Yeah, this girl is crazy. But now they realize I made the best decision. You see, so I think the the less people you have to um, sell your idea to, <laughs> the quicker you get to where you're going. Mm. Yeah, some like my friends. I think my advice is just first of all, don't share. I mean, our culture, the other day I was listening, sorry, I'm going to bring in something small. The other day, a girl, she has a YouTube channel also, and she was talking about what her mom told her. She said, the girl was saying, her mom passed away, but she was saying, my mom told me one thing. This world has so many people who smile, but the people who cry with you are so limited that you can count them on your fingertips, right? Mm -hmm. So if people are that few, why do I have to prove my decision to everyone? No, anyone out there with an opportunity, please take it. Don't make everyone happy. As long as your void is being fulfilled by this one step you're taking, go for it. That's very important. The, the less people you have to sell your idea to, the quicker you will move. Yeah. Completely agree with that. So Joy, <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Hopefully, we'll be listening to more of, you know, of your life's journey because I can't imagine. I mean, there's a lot of nitty gritties in there yeah. that, that, that we would like you to share with us, hopefully, next time. But for I'll now, thank you, so, thank you so much. So we're happy. Thank you for sharing with us. And uh, thank you for making time because I know that time zones are crazy. <laughs> 14 hours apart. That's a the lot. Time zones are crazy. So yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, we hope to hear from you next time. Say hello to the family. Thank you.